0: good
1: yeah we're good to go yeah know. okay <clears throat> so this is a little late because it's not really time to be going to haunted houses right
0: now but it's relevant haunted houses are always relevant yeah
1: there's been lots of stuff that's come up in the news in the last couple months so yeah there
0: it is that's Let's
1: yeah you can reach us at Parababble at gmail.com.
0: Parababblepodcast at gmail.com. You can
1: reach us on Podbean, on YouTube, on Facebook, um, on... X. X.
0: On what? Twitter.
1: Oh, I was like, what? Didn't what is that?
0: Twitter, Elon Musk renamed it X. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: I don't pay attention.
0: Neither do I. Well, <laughs> I see it. Don't don't reach us there, because we never check that. iTunes? iTunes. Does right? that exist still?
1: I think so. Apple Music? Apple I don't Music.
0: Know. I think that's what they it's call it. It's the same it now. thing. Yeah. Anyway, we're out there. We're in places.
1: We're in lots of places that you can try to avoid us in or find us in, depending on, found us on what you want to do. Though, so. Well, that is true. We're going to focus on one in particular. But I wanted to start off by asking you if you remember the first time you ever went to a haunted house, like a, like a attraction haunted house. Not like a I'm going to go investigate this paranormal haunt. you remember them? Mm, Not that great.
0: No? No.
1: I still remember the first one I ever went to. Um, I was with my dad and I think my dad's friends and maybe some of their kids went and I remember there being like eight rooms and I remember being so scared that at some point my dad had to carry me because I refused to look at anything. Um, And I have hated them. Like i've never been a fan i hate them i hate going through them i went to one when i first moved to uh western new york and went to canada and they had one on um clifton hill yeah and it was like one of those haunted houses where they had like the thing up like how many people had to back out and couldn't make it through you know like the daily count and i just remember going through it and screaming the entire time and basically running
0: did you, did you make it through? I did,
1: because I was with like five or six other people, mm-hmm. and I was sandwiched in between people. And then I just like put my arms on somebody's shoulders in front of me and closed my eyes and like literally just ran. <laughs> so I don't even remember what it was like. Yeah, um,
0: I haven't, I don't know, I've never really been there. To- ...that
1: live for this like being scared crap. And here we are, paranormal investigators, like actually going out and being in seriously haunted places sometimes with not great vibes most of the time and we could sit in rooms by ourselves right in that aspect it's but done that. take me to a stupid haunted house at
0: you know an amusement park and i'm gonna lose my crap oh yeah I'll sit in rooms in real haunted houses by yourself or right prison cells or- right or yeah not, not real haunted houses but like the attraction ones
1: i don't know what it is i think i just don't like being scared
0: i don't know what might be a disturbing horror movie that comes out but I don't know, I think it's something about people getting in my face. Like, just get away from me. Yeah,
1: or like touching you. Yeah. Yeah. Or like,
0: even if they don't touch you, they come real close. I don't like, like, like just it. Just get away from me.
1: Yeah. That reminds me. I wanted to ask you if you've seen Terrifier. Did you see that movie? Yeah. Was it good?
0: Um, it was something. It was... <laughs> Have you seen it? No. You probably... I'm too scared to see it. You don't want to. That's what I'm... I hear I've it's seen like both of them. Absolutely terrible. It's not scary... But it's just brutal, really brutal and gross.
1: So, sort of like um, this place we're going to talk about today. I hope not. Not so much scary, but pretty brutal
0: and gross. That clown just decimates people in that thing, and they show everything. <laughs> it's so disturbing. So extreme haunts. There's extreme. one
1: that has been in the news a lot lately. That is known for
0: its extremism. I think and we've, brutality. We talked about it a little bit when it first kind of got in the news, maybe the first time. I think years so. Ago, years yeah,
1: because it's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's just it's morphed into something I think different even now than it was. Um, but you know, there's lots of them out there. I mean, they pop up all the time. You can go to like these extreme ones where I've seen that you have to like you know get cleared by a doctor to go through it first. And they make you sign these crazy waivers that they're going to potentially cut your hair and do all these things. And people sign up for this like crazy. They're like, oh,
0: yes, choose me. I don't, I don't get it. That I don't, I mean, we don't understand, like, the regular haunted house attractions. So this, I'm like, eh.
1: No. So this, like, you know, normal, quote-unquote normal haunted attraction that needs, like, a two- to three-page waiver is nothing about what we're going to talk about nope. with good old... McCamey Manor. Yeah. That's a 40 page waiver. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think it literally is. Wasn't it, it is. It's yeah. literally a
1: 40 page waiver to go into this place. I don't even know how you could say that much in 40 pages. Like, what would you have to even say?
0: You know, I almost, after watching the recent documentary that came out about it and learning more about it, I'm like, is it really a haunted house? I don't think it is it's anymore. It's just like the dude torturing you for right. as long as you could take it. Well, that's kind of where the story goes,
1: right? So it starts as a haunted house. Like, Russ McCamey in California had a haunted house where mm-hmm. he would, like, let the neighborhood kids come through, and it was, like, raising money for, like, a local food bank, and every year it got a little bigger and a little bigger, and he would, you know, be dressed up in a costume, and it seemed very innocent, you know, compared to what it's morphed into at this point.
0: Yeah. And there's a, there's another documentary out there about, like, haunted houses like that that people do, like, at their house, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. They just, like, how elaborate some of them can be. And yeah. How much money they sink into it.
1: But, well, I think for most towns, you probably have that house, right, that goes overboard for Halloween and, yeah. you know, does it up and, you know, has some kind of following that keep, goes every year. Keeps Spirit Halloween in business every yeah, year. Yeah, for sure, you know. So, I mean, I can understand that to a certain extent. But at some point, this, like, very innocent haunted house turned into something entirely different
0: yeah so like you said it started in the mid-2000s by russ McCammy. Uh he's a 20-year navy vet and just over time it, it became more interactive with quotes and eventually turned into basically a violent torture chamber where you go there and you sign the 40 page waiver, and he could do basically whatever he wants to do because you've signed the waiver to torture you. And if you survive, you win $20,000. You know how many people have won it? Nobody. Yeah. So there's a lot of speculation about whether or
1: not anybody ever could. Yeah. Because there's been people that have come close, but then he seems to have pulled the plug.
0: Yeah, he's like, you can't take it
1: anymore. Yep. Um, so people are wondering if there even is $20,000 for him to give away to somebody.
0: Well, it's probably in the waiver that he could end it at any time for any reason. He it, thinks it so. does. So that means he could pull the plug at any time.
1: Yeah. Um, I believe that that is definitely in there mm-hmm. as part of, like, you know, all of the things that you're signing your life away for, literally your life, because it even says that he's not responsible if you die.
0: Yeah, the waiver says that. Uh... He is not responsible for any injuries up to and including death. And it says that you may also have a stroke, get teeth extracted, suffer serious brain injuries, etc. And they're not liable.
1: But supposedly there's thousands of people on a wait list to get in here. Yeah, like 27,000 people. Yeah, supposedly. Are insane. So even now, he does one show a week. And he calls it a show because he literally films the entire Time somebody's in there, and he makes these quote unquote movies and puts them up on his social media, YouTube, and they're pretty intense. They can last 10 plus hours at a time of people going through all sorts of mind bending, crazy situations.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the documentary was very, it was kind of vague in some areas. Like, they didn't explain much. So I'm wondering, like, what constitutes someone being able to complete the haunted house? Because it says some people only last, like, an hour. Others are there for eight to ten hours. I'm like, how long do they have to last? And it never really says that.
1: I think that's part of the problem. So when I remember seeing information about this, like, years ago, I think this was when he first started like the interactive haunting part of it for adults only. So it morphed from like this, you know, pretty innocent haunted house for the local kids to adults only and way more intense. But at that time, um, he had like a group of people working for him. So he had like actors and people that were, you know, playing various roles during these interactive, you know, sessions but that has really changed to where it's now just him which is super creepy and there's also a lot of speculation that it's not even really a manor anymore that it's kind
0: of just his yard yeah i saw a lot of those clips he's just like they're like in a field or like in a yard yeah it's like during the day i'm like it's not scary they're just like torturing someone right The manor doesn't even
1: really exist anymore. And that, um, because there's a lot of stuff that's come out about Russ personally, that he owes a lot of money in back taxes, and he's been run out of town a couple of times. Mm -hmm. So the most recent information that I saw is that there's two locations.
0: Yeah.
1: One in Tennessee, Summertown, I believe it is. And then the other one is in Huntsville, Alabama. I think so. And I don't know how he determines which one you go to or if he's usually at one more than the other. But there's still supposedly that $20,000 prize out there. And people say that the manor is like a shadow of what it used to be and that he really is just doing this because he likes to see people in pain and it's a power thing and he's just into humiliating people.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting too that he doesn't actually charge money for people to come, because I have a feeling he could if he wanted to, and he could make the money with twenty seven thousand people on a wait list. If there's really twenty seven
1: thousand people, yeah, because the vetting process is kind of crazy. You got to like go through this whole thing. You got to get a sports athletic physical. You have to, you know, have all these conversations pre manner, you have to, you know, do all these different hoops that you have to jump through. But then other people out there have stories about how they sent an email and within two days they were asked to
0: come on and do it. Yeah. Um, and I think one of his former assistants said something about that, that he seemed to gravitate towards like men who were like formerly in the military and women that seemed vulnerable. Yeah. Which is creepy. Those seem to be his type. Yeah. Super cringe. Mm Mm-hmm. And I
1: just, I mean, I guess, I think what I have a problem understanding is like, it, I get if you want to be scared, you know, like you want to be put in a scenario that's scary. But the things that he tends to do to people just seem humiliating. Like covering people in paint and yeah. like using clothes pins on their face. And it's like, how is that scary? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Putting them in straight jackets while he hoses them down and have them crawl through, like, mazes in his backyard. Like,
0: like, it's not scary. It's just torturous.
1: Yes. Like, coming down a trench with a big, huge, you know, metal gallon, you know, 50-gallon t- thing on your back and crawling them around. Like, how is that scary? It seems like when it was back in the day for him, the things that they would do were kind of way more along those lines it's just changed
0: yeah it seems i don't know a lot of the people that went to it they either seemed to like have some sort of past trauma or they were just like looking for
1: fame it's kind of a good point it's like what really drives somebody to want to do this in the first place right
0: because there was like one guy in the documentary that they showed and this was this was so stupid in the documentary's part i thought they would show him like in other extreme haunted houses, and they're like, Oh, these ones are so much better because they have safe words and they can pull me out at any time, and it, it seems so peaceful and wonderful. And then they show clips of it, and I'm like, It's the same shit, basically. <laughs> like, why is they making it out to seem like this wonderful little thing?
1: Yeah. Where it's
0: so, so nice.
1: I think the only difference is that you can, like, hear in those clips that they keep asking, like, Do you still consent? Yeah, Do that, you still that was consent? the big difference.
0: Yep. And I know they showed a clip of Makimi Manor, at least one clip where. The guy was like, get me out of here, get me out of here. I feel like he... every
1: clip I've seen, people are screaming, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And it's like, he just keeps going. Yeah. Like, when does it finally stop for people? You know, when he decides you're ready to stop, like, that shouldn't be how it is. And is
0: that the only difference between the that and the, the other so-called great extreme haunted houses that are so wonderful?
1: Right. Right. It's like, I think there's a difference between like wanting to go to a haunted house and being scared and wanting like a full, um, experience that is meant to like break you as a person. Yeah. Like there's a big difference there. And I don't know how the normal person like makes that leap from one to the other, you know? I mean, fright night is <laughs> one thing. <laughs> Right here in the Falls. Yeah. This is like an entirely different scenario.
0: The only one I ever would want to go to is this one down in Florida. The Universal ones that are based out of, oh. they do like big elaborate. Yeah. Like, like recreations of like movies and TV shows, horror stuff.
1: Yep. I've seen like uh, tours of those. Like I saw one that was all um, Psycho.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They've like, done like Halloween yep. and like Stranger Things and all yeah. that.
1: I mean, I get that, right? Because that's, like, why you're going. You want to be scared. You want to have things jump out. You want to, like, you know, see if you can make it through all these different twists and turns. And, But this is, like, I don't know. Whose
0: idea of a good time is being waterboarded? I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like we need a uh, a guest on this show that it's been has a different it. opinion than us. On this.
1: <laughs> so we can try to understand yeah. it. I mean, you know personal growth. Okay. But I mean, then don't call it a a haunted house. Like don't call it an interactive haunt because it's not the purpose of it. Yeah. You know, you're trying to work through some scenario, you know, that makes you feel like you're scared. That's much different than, you know, having things jump out behind curtains. And I think it's just like two completely different things. And maybe I'm wrong, but when i was watching a lot of these clips and a lot of these videos i just found it sad honestly that anyone would want to go through those experiences and to
0: have somebody do them to them on purpose yeah i uh i mean they had a, a like a psychiatrist talking to him about it a number of times and yeah you could tell it's like they probably should have gone to her before they went to. McDonald's. Yeah,
1: well, because there are those thrill seekers in life, mm-hmm. right? And I think it even the documentary touches on that a little bit. You know, people that climb, you know, rock face without any yeah equipment on, you know, and these daredevil kinds of people that jump out of planes and cliff dive and do all these like crazy things. But then you're doing it for the adrenaline rush, you know. You're doing it because you're trying to feel more alive, and. I feel like maybe that's part of what goes on with these people, but the it's like you're trying to feel more alive with the thrill of someone
0: killing you. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Like something that no one's serious. died. Either some no one's died or come very close to.
1: So they've had a lot of instances where people have had to be hospitalized for injuries. Like I've seen like broken bones. Yeah. Um you know, like, some serious injuries that way.
0: It's like, at that point, the guy's just beating the crap out of you? Well, and Russ, I think
1: there's, like, claims that Russ has said that somebody's died, but it can't be proven, and everybody's like, if that really would have happened, everybody would have known about it. Yeah. I think it's just part of, like, the hype around it. But what really I think is interesting is, like, the fact that there's so many people that, like, worship this guy that think he's... Like, amazing. He's, you know, the greatest thing in the world. And I'm just... That really is hard for me to understand, too. Because yeah. when you see these videos and you see what he does to people, I don't think that that comes from a good a good place as a human.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was just messed up all around, I guess, that people want that in the first place. Well, and then maybe yeah. he's going to do it, and then...
1: And that's got to take a a toll on someone. Like soldiers will talk about, you know, being part of torture sessions and how it made them feel and how, you know, they couldn't deal with things after that and how it affected them. And this guy's doing this every freaking week. For years. And doing it to his girlfriends. Yeah. (laughs) Like That's so messed up. So messed up.
0: I feel like if this was before the Internet. He would have been, like, up there with, like, Ted Bundy and, yeah. like, John Wayne right? Gacy.
1: Like, he would have had some kind of...
0: Something would have happened by now and he would yeah. have snapped and killed somebody.
1: Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing that it's just, like, crazy that these people are just, like, Russ can do
0: no wrong. Well, people act like that around certain people sometimes. It's I weird. Mean,
1: yeah, the society that we live in is definitely strange. Yep. And people have said that he's like really good at manipulating people and reading people mm-hmm. and, you know, he finds these people that are vulnerable yeah. and he plays to that. But I don't know. I don't see any end in sight in this. And I don't know why people haven't sued him. Like, I understand there's a waiver, but yeah, I... you've got to at some point be able to say I don't consent anymore.
0: Yeah, and I know there was a lawyer talking about that on the... uh, A legal expert was talking about that on the the documentary. She was, like, um, I think a human rights lawyer. Oh, yeah. She dealt with Guantanamo Bay and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember that. And she said that basically the waiver may not hold up, like, legally because there are too many instances during the torture session where people are physically unable to speak Or might be in an emotional state where they're not thinking clearly to like pull their consent. And they're, like we said, there's times when they show people saying, stop, stop, stop. And right, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't know if that's in the waiver. Like, you can't, like, how could that be a legal thing where
1: I don't think it is? Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that he hasn't been sued by somebody yet. Mm
0: -hmm. But these are the people that know what they're getting into.
1: I mean, I guess so. But even still,
0: like there's got to come a point where
1: if you want something to stop, you should be able to say that. Yeah. Regardless of whether you signed a 40-page waiver or not. You would think so. So part of the interesting thing that's going on right now with this stuff is that there's these two guys that are trying to do this like expose on McKinney Manor, and they have both tried to go through the manor And they have been making videos about everything that they've been doing. So there's this guy, um, Danny Burke, who is a YouTuber and has done all kinds of extreme things. And then he, along with this guy, Reckless Ben, who also is another YouTuber, um, is also known for, you know, like doing crazy outlandish things. Reckless things. Yes, totally (laughs) reckless. But they've really kind of made it their mission to like expose Russ for who he is. And they have been facing a lot of um, pushback from Russ's people, you know, not anyone legal, but just his followers, you know, getting their videos taken down, doing all these things. And I found it interesting that, you know, that documentary that came out, Russ made a big deal about how it was like a hate film and this and that, but then it says that they repeatedly gave him the opportunity to be interviewed or to like discuss some of the things the allegations that have been made and he declined to do
0: any of that yeah i was really surprised when i watched the documentary because i had no idea like what it was going to be about right what angle they were going to come i like i thought it was going to be with him on it and everything because yeah he's such a showman i've seen other little mini documentaries where he's been on there i think the dark tourism show that was on netflix yep. for a little while that we talked about yep he was on dark was tour, on an
1: episode of that and i feel like that's the thing he's like a camera hog so you think any publicity would be good publicity i right? thought that's what it was going to be about so it was kind of shocking that he didn't want any part of it
0: mm-hmm. well maybe he knew that they were going they got all these other people on board that were going against him but, but he doesn't but seem like
1: the kind of guy that would be intimidated by any of that. If anything, you think that that would be more of a reason why he would want to yeah. say things and do things. It's kind of strange. Unless they maybe hit on some nerves that are kind of hard to deny. I don't know. Maybe. And I, you got to wonder if he ever feels bad about anything he does. I don't think so. Like, even when it gets crazy and people get hurt... Like when people end up in the hospital, you don't think he ever feels bad.
0: That, no way. I so don't think that's anyone like that true does that psychopathic be, behavior. Yeah, I think if if you're someone that's doing that every week, there's no way you feel bad about any of it. He probably doesn't even remember half the like from week to week. Wouldn't you know? it be crazy
1: if we find out he's like a serial killer, and this has just been like his cover? That'd be something. Like, there's just going to be all these bodies out there on his farm, his manor. Yeah. yeah. That it really is haunted. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand how you could be that way just for part of your life. Like, I feel like if you could do those things to people and you could act that way, then like you just flip a switch and
0: you're not that way. Yeah, because that's what a lot of the people were saying. Like, he's such a nice guy initially. And then as soon as it starts, he like totally turns. Yeah. It's like, which one is the real one? I don't know. I,
1: not even for $20,000 would I even consider no. it. No way. I don't think for a million dollars would I even consider it. I mean, we don't like the
0: haunted houses where the clowns are running around <laughs> with fake chainsaws. So True that. True that. We're not going to sign up to get waterboarded.
1: I mean, you think this is going to keep going on? You think he's going to still have people I think that so. are going to keep I signing up?
0: I don't see any end in sight unless forced to, for whatever reason. You think this documentary is going to have any impact on that? No. If anything, it might make people so. want to try it more. I thought the documentary kind of could have done a much better job because they came so close to like actually accusing him of specific things without actually accusing him of specific things. Yeah. I'm like, come on, either go all the way with these accusations, or what are you even doing it for? Right. Really? That kind of annoyed me. I guess. Yeah.
1: I mean I don't think you could watch any of it and not feel cringy about it. I think yeah. he's just a very sick, deranged person. Mm-hmm. And the people that go there need
0: help too, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, know? like didn't get hugged enough as a kid or something, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I mean or, I don't think they, they went through something. Right. That you know. But they're psychologically damaged. They're not mm-hmm. functioning with normal modes of thinking. Yeah. Because no one that is functioning well in life would want those things to be done to them.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Okay. But again, no clowns with fake chainsaws for us. So, nope. No McCamey Manor either. No. Or any other extreme haunted house. No.